It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hooray, Saturday Friends. Are we here? Hi, I'm trying to... Oh, all right, microphones are going up. Yeah, make it so we can actually hear ourselves. Hi, it's the Saturday Friends Club. We, we get together on Saturdays or Sundays. Any day of the week we can, but we publish the episodes on Saturday, so that's what matters. <clears throat> it is. Hi. <laughs> it's the third episode. We're a little bit loopy after uh, the peanut butter solution. Uh, but yes, we get together and we watch stuff from our childhood and we all get together and go, wow, you made us watch that. Let's talk about that. Uh, I am Josh. Sal- Sabrina's here. Selena. Selena. Selena Kyle. <laughs> your cat, your cat woman now. Okay, I'll go with that. Uh, Selena, all right, everybody gets to be a Batman character. Oh, um, all right, Jeremiah, who are you? I'll, I'll just go with the penguin. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were talking about penguins earlier. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. Poison Ivy. Hello. Oh, hello. hi. That 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 is uh, that's Christina playing Poison Ivy. Yeah. Um, hmm, who should I be? Um, kind of like the that. Riddler. Do you think I'm the Riddler? Yeah, you're the Riddler. Oh, I kind of wanted to be the. There was that weird Batman villain that was kind of the like uh, the Watch guy. Like the time guy. Oh, what was his name? Like K- K- something King? Clock King or something? <laughs> Feels like it. It was really weird. I only remember ever seeing him in like the Saturday morning TV show like once. Clock King. Yeah, it was real weird. Like, all right, you dug kind of deep to go with this one yeah. animated series. There's, but There's not much of a margin of error for that villain name either. No. <laughs> no. You have to say it one specific way or it turns into something else. <laughs> Clock. Clock. <laughs> Look at the size of that clock. Anyway, we're on radio. We're on radio. We're broadcast on the airwaves in our. Uh, we're uh, on sub- the Mexican radio. That's interesting to find out what that actually meant. Yeah. Yeah. They just had radio stations on the Mexican border and they just play whatever they wanted. Was that wow. your chair that made that noise? Yeah. Don't make it on purpose. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, that is my chair. Um, but yes, unlike a Mexican radio, we are uh, uh, beholden to the FCC guide- guidelines. So it's okay. The next movie is also a children's movie, so, <laughs> so we won't curse too much. I, uh, I mean, no. I think we've been good so far. Yeah, I mean, I saw you had one that slipped away, but you know, the FCC doesn't actually listen to us, so we're good. <laughs> And now that I say that, they are on us like hawks. Yeah. I said clock with an L. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina, is your choice. What are we do- covering now? We are covering the 1994 animated film by Don Bluth, Thumbelina. She's a something in a skirt. I don't. I don't forget the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tiniest clap for the tiniest woman. That was a lot of applause for her. Could you could you imagine if you were actually that small? Like, would would like a lot of noise just deafen you? Yeah, probably. Yeah, like it just got tiny, tiny little eardrums. Yeah, she probably couldn't die from falling either. She probably doesn't weigh enough. No. Hmm. So do you do you think she would bounce? Yeah. I mean, oh. it's like it's like it's like when a bug falls, like they just kind of like and then just keep running. Yeah, because they don't have enough weight to like you know get to terminal velocity, right? Interesting. I never thought about that. That's a the horrifying. more you know. Welcome well, <laughs> to the Saturday Science Cast. <laughs> Time to talk about physics on this here podcast about stuff that you used to watch. Uh, Sabrina, uh, so Thumbelino, why did you watch this? 
uh, we had this movie on VHS. I had actually two different Thumbelina movies. This is the American one, and then I also had a Japanese one. Um, I decided to go ahead and do the American one first. It's also Don Bluth, and I love Don Bluth films. Um, but yeah, I definitely watched this a lot since we had it on VHS. I even had the soundtrack for the longest time. So I know a lot of the songs and the songs are always stuck in my head. And there's been a few times where Josh has heard me singing songs from this movie just randomly. Yes. And going like, what the heck is going on? So I decided I'd um, help him out and actually make him watch the movie. That way I have to sing along now. No, but now you have context. Okay. Uh, The song, well, the music, the music for this movie was uh, written by the great uh, Barry Manilow. (laughs) Um, And lyrics are actually written by uh, a duo, Bruce Sussman and Jack Feldman, looks like, wrote most of the lyrics. Um, But yeah, this is a very musical-heavy movie, uh, I know there was some music in like All Dogs Go to Heaven and there is some music in a lot of his other stuff, but this is probably the most musically inclined movie that they've done. There are 20 tracks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, And we have them all. So we are going to be playing a lot of music on this uh, I mean, episode. You don't have to play all of them, but you should Time play... to play Mary the Mole. Get ready. No. <laughs> that's like way at the end, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hulk Hogan, thanks. <laughs> All right, N- brother. Uh, NWO is in this radio station. Jeez. <laughs> All right, brother. Let me tell you about Thumbelina. But, yeah, so that's that's why I brought it up. I will bring up the other Thumbelina movie at some point, but this one I think is probably the one most people are going to have seen before, uh, at least in America. Okay. Uh, had any of us seen th- this Thumbelina before? I have. Yeah, I had seen it when I was a kid. And I believe, like, after watching a little bit of it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got. I remember some of the beats of this. Like, these songs are somewhat familiar. But then, like, immediately be one of those things, like, you immediately lose track of it. Is like, wait, why is, why are there Mexican frogs? <laughs> okay, guess we're here now. This is the life we're in. <laughs> Charo, all right, neat. Let's just go with this. Oh. <laughs> there is definitely some interesting characterizations that happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> all right, well, tell you what, let's go ahead and get down into it. Let's get small. Uh, let's get. Let's talk about being a tiny girl out of a grain of barley. Let's talk about the fact that everybody in the world wants to determine that they're going to marry you. Yeah. Let's talk about the coming of winter. Winter is coming. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, you know what? Fine. Let's 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 just go ahead and talk about Thumbelina.
Thumbelina, known as Hans Christian Andersen's Thumbelina, is a 1994 American animated musical fantasy film directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman, based on the book of the same name by Hans Christian Andersen and starring the voices of Jody Benson, Gary Imhoff, and Joe Lynch as supporting roles by Gino Conforni, Gilbert Gottfried, and Carol Channing and John Hurt. (laughs) It's a very star-studded cast. John Hurt. I didn't even realize John Hurt was in the movie. Yeah, one of the doctors was in here, guys. We love John Hurt. <laughs> we do. John Hurt, I believe, was the mole? Uh, yes, I believe he was the mole. <gasps> yes, he was the mole. Oh. Mary John Hurt. <laughs> I, if I wasn't already. <laughs> yes, he was Mr. Mole in this. Uh, and then Charo, of course. Yeah. Yes, Charo. Oh, yes. Why, why is Charo not on here? That's she weird. A- That's like mm-hmm. really important to note that Charo was in here. Charo was definitely. And if you didn't know, if you once you see the design of her character, it's very inspired by Charo. Uh, very inspired. <laughs> uh, as in, it has large breasts. That's what the inspire is. And the big hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Good to talk about that right up front. Uh, let's see. Film was produced by Don Bluth, Ireland LTD. By the point that they moved up to Ireland for tax benefits, uh, is released to movie theaters by Warner Brothers Pictures under the Warner Brothers Family Entertainment, Family Horror Entertainment label. <laughs> <laughs> you need, you need to go back and watch Peanut Butter Solution to get that joke. Uh, on March thirtieth, twenty uh, nineteen ninety four in the United States, and July. 20- 29th, 1994 in the UK. As of March 20th, 2009, the film rights are now owned by Disney through 20th Century Fox, which has obtained the film rights from Warner Brothers. So now, oh boy, think about that web. Don Bluth's work now owned by Disney. It's come full circle. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Just, I just know, I just know somewhere he's just like, oh, oh. (laughs) <laughs> wakes up every day screaming uh, <laughs> in his voice particularly that's important to note just a, just a little bit yep yeah. all right uh let's get down into it let's get to the synopsis of this uh what we're, we can go ahead and follow our hearth here a lonely widow longing for a child of her own is given a barley seed by a good witch the planted seed grows into a flower and a tiny girl emerges from inside the blossom no bigger than an old woman's thumb. The old woman names the tiny girl Thumbelina and raises her as her own. Although Thumbelina loves her mother, she craves companionship from someone her own size. One night, the fairy prince Cornelia... We're going really fast, so let's let's pause here. That's a real creative name there. Well, the intro is we we don't immediately get into the story. Instead, we have uh, a little sparrow give us a song. Oh, yeah. And lover of beautiful things. Young, show the impossible things if you follow your heart. Giacomo is best. I love Giacomo. Giacomo is the best part of this. His design is so cute, too. Yeah, he, he he has the French accent, and he has, like, that cartoony, like, he looks like a, a clown, in he a way. Squishy. Yeah, he kind of has, like, a just, well, not jester, but he kind of has, like, this cute, 
medieval like outfit going on for like a bird and he just looks like he would turn into a toy very easily yes he he looks like he's he's dressed like the archer from uh the robin hood oh yeah yeah that's actually a good yeah yeah. yeah, good uh description yeah what's that uh pokemon the big gray one that everybody just has like pillows of snorlax imagine like if you had a giacomo size like snorlax oh my god just a giant pillow bird yeah that'd be fantastic oh and he wears boots that look like human boots but mm-hmm. his bird feet go inside them, which I think is adorable. Because <laughs> nobody wanted to draw toes. They were like, no. I mean, you do see, I think there is a point where you do see his feet, but yeah. And they're just normal human feet. It's just no! real creepy. He's <laughs> like, no. like Kirby. No. <laughs> human feet. Oh, thanks for that nightmare fuel. Well, uh, Sabrina, since I know that you enjoy the music so much, I might as well go ahead and start this one up. This is the theme song for Thumbelina, which you so eloquently described a little earlier. Thumbelina! <laughs> this is what I live with, by the way. Thumbelina! Yeah, every morning. <laughs> It's so catchy. Oh my god, and the chickens look amazing too. They have little outfits. Yeah, what's up with their hats? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like a medieval. I Hans Christian Andersen's what? What? Hold on. What country is he from? Because let's make a bet. I'm gonna go with think, Portugal. I think that was inspired by. I'm gonna go with Dutch. I thought was German. Danish. Danish. Yeah, Danish, okay. So okay. I think it's supposed to be a Danish medieval costume of sorts cuz it does look like they do make sure it takes place back in the medieval times. Um so I think that it was inspired by by that. Uh but yeah, they look amazing with their little hats. <laughs> oh my They goodness. are adorable. Yeah, the fact that they put clothes on all these different animals is really adorable. It does feel like a little bit of that, like, uncomfort of just like, well, we got animals, but we kind of have to make them talk. So uh, uh, put clothes on them. We don't want them to be naked. That's weird. Naked animals. I mean, anytime there's, like, talking animals, we just have this need to put them in an outfit of some sorts. I'm not sure why. That it was, is cute, though. That was yes. really common theme in this movie as well. Right? Yeah, is every animal had some sort of clothing. Yes, and I think that the way they dress kind of like told you a bit about their personality and stuff like that. Let's see. So moving on here, uh, let's see. So we get to another little song. I'll go ahead and start up here. So you know. Uh, Thumbelina's not particularly happy that she's the only tiny person in this world. Yeah, and her mom had just told her that there were people her size, they were fairies. And she basically opens up this book where she's sleeping so she can look at the pictures, and basically she starts singing about how she wishes she could find someone to fall in love, even though she's like only a day old, technically. (laughs) And she's worried about finding love. Like, she is really just a day old at this point? Jeez. Wow. I feel like, yeah, she's only been a day old at this point. <laughs> and she's fully grown and, you know, yeah. knows about the world and everything. Yeah, well, she was born fully grown. Pretty right? much, yeah. 
I mean, I don't know if in the story she was supposed to be that far grown when she came out, but... <laughs> Imagine being that as, like, your first time, like, this is the first child that you've had, and it's just a tiny, full-grown adult that is already going through man issues. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got a child now. This is so great. I need a man! Oh, and boy, does she have man issues. Yeah, yeah. No. my goodness. This entire this movie is man issues, the movie. Yeah. Let's keep track of how many times she potentially gets married in this movie. I I think I remember four. Oh, there were at least four. At least yeah. four. All right. Yeah. So basically we have this happen. And then it just so happens that, hey, guess what? There actually are fairies. And one of them happens to hear her singing. So uh, during this ride, let's see. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. One night, the fairy Prince Cornelius stumbles upon Thumbelina after hearing her beautiful song, that one particular song that we just played. Uh, let's see. Um, hear her beautiful singing. The two take a ride on Cornelius's bumblebee and fall in love. And that's the next song, Let Me Be Your Wings. Yes. So let's see. Go to here. So, yeah, they fly. The bumblebee's super cute, by the way. It's my favorite. The bumblebee, the bumblebee is, is my super favorite. cute, yeah. Isn't his name Busby? Yeah. I think Busby. A, sounds about right. He's so cute. Can we can we just say the prince is kind of creepy? He, like, He's definitely well creepy. creeps on Thumbelina. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, remember, this is the 80s and 90s. We covered one episode of something where it's totally fine to go look in somebody's window. So <laughs> yes. he's just following a theme here. This is like my favorite song from the soundtrack. Let me be your wings. <laughs> Let me lift you high above. Everything we're dreaming of will soon be ours. Nice, nice yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't see my sick lip sync there. <laughs> but you could hear the uh, the shocked reaction of the crowd here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they decide that um, they want to get married only after knowing each other for not even like five minutes. Mm -hmm. I think the song's what, two, three minutes? Uh, yeah, we're already at one minute yeah, mark. Yeah, so by the so. end of the song, they think they love each other. He wants to marry her, but first he has to talk to his parents. So he promises to come back. Um, but in the meantime, while they were going around flying on the bumblebee, singing to each other, they pass a bunch of frogs. Though they keep calling each other toads, I think, which really annoys me because they're frogs. Um, and basically, one of them is like, I love this girl that I, I don't love know. Her. Even though she just flew <laughs> by singing. So she gets kidnapped by Mrs. Toad. And there's this whole scene where there's a dog who's supposed to protect Thumbelina, and there's a chase scene where. The dog tries to go after the toad that has, because Thumbelina sleeps in a little walnut shell, the toad basically closed the walnut shell and threw it in a bag and they started running away. Um, but yeah, she ends up going into the river or creek or whatever it is, because it's small size, so everything looks big. And they leave the dog behind and when next when Thumbelina wakes up, she's on a boat and she meets Mrs. Toad and her three sons. And she's trying to convince Thumbelina that she needs to be part of their uh, traveling musical troupe. Because because that prince isn't going to want her. Yeah, and she really wants her to marry her son. At first I thought 
you know, the Charo character, even though she kidnapped her. At first I thought, all right, you got a good point. She's like, if you get married to this prince, you're gonna do nothing but cook and clean all day. Like, go on the road, make money for yourself. Like, But I also you want know. you to marry my son. But I also want you to marry <laughs> my son. <laughs> yeah. The creepiest one, too. Hello, I want her. <laughs> Does it give the, the her son's names? On oh, anywhere? Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, the song. They've got to be I'll, something I'll give you that. that rhymes. Hey! Uh, her son's Mozo, Gringo, Odd Choice, Boy. and Grundle. Grundle. Oh, Grundle. <laughs> yes. Well, I want to name my child after the area of a body. <laughs> I mean, where's your grundle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can find it later. I mean, I don't know what's worse, gringo, which basically just means white person, <laughs> or grundle. Here's my son, Cracker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, on the topic of the prince, that haircut, though. Oh my oh. god, yes, his haircut oh. is ridiculous. It's the worst. It's so 90s. It's the worst haircut. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a clock. It's like an A-line for a guy. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I mean, I think I know what haircut they were trying to show, but it just looks so ridiculous compared to the actual version of the haircut they were trying to copy. Mm -hmm. It just... No one could actually have that hair, not really. Uh-uh. Uh -uh. Oh. Go, going back oh, on this, so they, so they give this little this little uh, salsa dance number here, and then basically go like, all right, we're going to go get the marriage already. You just hang out here, Thumbelina, for reasons. Yeah, they just <laughs> dump her on a lily pad in the middle of this friggin' creek, river, stream thing. And, and, she's like, padre. and she's pretty much at this point, like, Kind of digging the idea. Yeah, she's into it. She's well, like, until they of. told the, her that she was going to get married, like she was into the idea until she said, until she finds out she's supposed to marry her son. And she's like, "Wait a second. And then they're just like, "Just wait here on this lily pad." And now I forget exactly how she's like on the lily pad, and then the next scene starts. Well, it, okay, so she's there calling for help, and this is when Giacomo shows up in the story. He's flying by and hears her crying for help. So he goes to see what the problem is and she tells him what's going on and he's like, okay, well, I'll help you. So he basically dives under, disconnects the lily pad and the lily pad starts floating. But then <laughs> for some reason, no one thinks, notices the fact that there's a waterfall at the end. So now they're rushing, trying to save her and all these other animals jump in, bugs jump in. The, there's these two fish with, one has this cute pointed medieval hat <laughs> underwater for some reason. The other they one's just, got an awesome mustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so these two awesome fish help and they put her onto the shore. And then on the shore, she says something, something, it's impossible, and Giacomo's like, impossible. Hold on, I have, I, hold on, I have a song cued for that. Nothing is impossible. And there, your next song starts. If you follow your heart. Sorry. 
just my favorite character in this whole friggin' movie. Mm-hmm. He's a good one. He's the only one that doesn't want to marry Thumbelina. Yes, thankfully. So that would be really awkward. Though there is a th- lot of themes, even though he's the only one that doesn't want to marry her, like every single character is essentially like, no, I'm going to do this thing that dramatically impacts your life deci- regardless if you want it or not. Yeah. yeah. Nope. yeah. Like every character. Yeah. Like the... Pr- Forced marriage, the movie. Forced marriage. (laughs) Even Giacomo does it a little bit when she's just like, no, don't do this. Don't do that. And Giacomo's like, forget it. I am gone. Follow your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah, so there's that whole sequence where they're, like, dancing and singing. And then, like. Oh, is it my time? No, not yet. Okay. So they actually show Thumbelina. She's laughing. Some there's like characters called Jitterbugs that a couple of them go with her, and they actually show as she's walking down this path. It the camera pans up, and you can actually see she's walking away from where her house is, <laughs> following her heart. Um, because no one decides, even though Giacomo's a bird, he doesn't think, oh, let me look for the closest human dwelling and turn you in the right direction first. No. No, because I'm going to find the veil of the fairies for you. Um, so yeah, it's when they're walking away that, um, what's his name? Berkeley Beetle shows up (laughs) and forces her to sing in his special little... Beatles show. Okay, I missed a Beatle here. All right, start up my song. And this is Gilbert Gottfried. Beautiful, it's beautiful. And she's dressed in this ridiculous dress that kind of makes her look like half butterfly. Um, and she has antenna on her head. This is actually, I hate this part of the movie so much. Actually, (laughs) I guess it's like forced dressing the movie too, because I think she gets forced into like three or four different outfits. In yeah. the movie as well, right? Yeah, so this is one outfit she's put in. Um, but then she gets undressed from this outfit. Oh, yeah, in the and, middle of it. Yeah, and that's when everyone starts saying that she's ugly. And then once everyone starts saying she's ugly, then all of a sudden Berkeley Beetle thinks she's ugly too, even though he thought she was beautiful before. And so there's this terrible scene where she basically she gets kicked out and Giacomo finds her again. And they like fall asleep. Like well, that's yeah, that's a great wow, wow. Like, did he actually sing that? Because that'd be oh amazing. god, yes he did. That's I, amazing. I'm an actor. And meanwhile, the mother, like Thumbelina's mother, is at her home, distraught and crying. And yeah, just torn apart. And missing. But now we actually have the other danger of the movie appearing because it is nearly winter. Oh, yeah, they've been making this big deal throughout the whole movie that it's almost winter. And basically, they have to find her before the frost sets in. Otherwise, everything's going to freeze in the forest. Uh, and so the prince is decides he's got to go find her. Even though, the fr- like, basically the way that winter works in this world is it's just like, and it's summer, August winter! <laughs> Pretty much. It's winter now! Well, there was fall, but fall was only like a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty sure this is fairy Game of Thrones going yeah, this on. Is, yeah, this is, no. yeah we're, we're living in like Ottawa. This is yeah. this is like, all right, you get, you get autumn for a full two days. <laughs> so basically, Cornelius is going out and trying to look for Thumbelina with his little bumblebee in the snow because it's now snowing. 
And then I forget what happens, but I guess he falls. He falls off his bumblebee somehow. And he ends up in a pond. And before he can swim to the surface, he actually gets frozen inside. Because he's very small. He doesn't have a lot of body heat. Yeah, mm-hmm. nothing sticking out but his finger. Yeah, just uh, one single finger. Sticking out of the ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, could you find me under this ice? Excuse- oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Why does he sound British all of oh, a sudden? Hello, I'm 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 the prince now. Hello. <laughs> not not to bother you, but uh, I'm I'm currently under this ice. It's terribly cold. <laughs> but yeah, her mind poor me mom. a blanket, please. Oh, thank you. Her poor mom. <laughs> they show a scene of her like being like she sewed another dress for Thumbelina. It's this cute little yellow thing, and you're just kind of like. How the hell did you sew that? <laughs> right? It's so tiny. Yeah. Oh, my go goodness. Sew, go sew her a little jacket, maybe some boots. like. <laughs> but either way, she can't use them right now because she's lost. Yeah. Yeah, so she finds herself her way into a shoe. Yeah. And, and pulls a sock up. As yeah. a, a disgusting. Yeah, I'm like, sock. that's so nasty. Oh. It probably smelled. So, and meanwhile, Mr. Beetle and the uh, the the frog that she was going to marry, yeah. like, make an alliance mainly because the frog was going to beat up the beetle. And sure, then he, he rips he, off his wings. Yeah, he rips his wings off. And he's just like, oh, find me. Thumbelina. Give me back my wings. And it's like, uh, even if he gives you your wings back, it's not like you can just reattach them, dum-dum. Nope. Yeah. You're stuck. Uh, so yeah, now they're working together to find Thumbelina to make her the uh, the bride for the frog. But enter groom number four, because now we've, <laughs> or I think more appropriately, now enter the worst character in this movie. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness! Uh, well, Carol, yeah, the Mrs. Field Mouse. Mrs. Field Mouse is the worst. Pretty she much. Is, yeah. She is serious. She, she is, is savage. Yeah. Oh. Super savage. Like, it's like, oh, listen, sweetie, I know that you've had a hard time, but you should marry this guy I know because he'll pay me rich. Like, <laughs> holy crap, and you'll be down there forever. Thumbelina brings up the prince at one point, and the, Mrs. Fieldmouse says, Oh, he's dead. He's died. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the heck? Give up, give up on your dreams. Give up on your dreams. He's dead. He yeah. froze to death. Yeah. She, she does straight up just say, like, Oh, he's ass dead. Yeah. Yeah. So now she's trying to convince her to marry Mr. Mole. Maybe alarming, but he's charming. For a troll? <laughs> Marry the mole. She can't even say anything nice about Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mole. She should just say it's John Hurt and be done with it. Oh. He's got that money. He's so, the richest of all the things. Yes. So basically, they're underground, and I guess, like, finally, Mr. they go and see Mr. Mole, and Mr. Mole's like, uh. Here, basically, he hears her sing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a great scene that's just like, sing. Sing. Sing! <laughs> yeah, she, miss, she makes him makes her sing, and all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, I love her because she can sing so beautifully." I until no wrong voice. Uh, but uh, also while she's <laughs> down there, every, every, everyone sounds like frog. It's just I until Melia. Pretty much, but also while she's down there, a Mister Mole takes them to see a bird he found, and it turns out the bird's Giacomo. Mm-hmm. He has a thorn in his wing. 
So Thumbelina is able to bring a blanket and warm him up and find out that he's and he wakes up and she pulls a thorn out so he feels better. And he's able to fly away because he's still super insistent that he's going to find the the veil of the fairies for her (laughs) so she can marry Cornelius. Yeah. And meanwhile, like the little um, uh, jitterbugs uh, found the prince and have started to thaw. Well, first the beetle finds him in the Mm -hmm. ice block and like retrieves him is like, oh, you don't have to worry. He's friggin dead. Like, (laughs) look how dead he is. And then like the jitterbugs like since they essentially discard the prince, the jitterbugs are like, oh, okay, and they start a fire and start melting him out. Well, remember, they, they leave because the toad finds out that uh, that Thumbelina was taken to the mole and was supposed to marry the mole. So he's going to stop that wedding, basically, because right. Thumbelina just kind of gives in and says, fine, I'll marry the mole. She's very, she's, she, you can convince her. Yeah. Really yeah. She's just really song. all over the place. With she's a silly song. straw yeah. of a backbone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Every moment she changes her opinion on what she needs to do for the rest of her life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, all right. Okay. I'll but I think, I think that does kind of show like her age, mm. because like I said, of at one? this point, well, at this Dang. point she's maybe a couple days old. So she's really gullible and people can change her mind real easily. Uh-huh. So I think that works because you have to realize, but even though she doesn't look like it, she is not that old. She's like a child, mm-hmm. basically. The ripe old age of five days. Who shouldn't even be thinking about getting married to anybody, <laughs> but okay, whatever. Listen, this... barley grows fast, so. <laughs> we we need a happy ending, and happy endings only happen when people get married, apparently. <laughs> and so are we. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right, so at this point, we eventually we have the wedding. The wedding happens. Do you take, you know, does the mole take her? I do. Does Thumbelina? And she's just like, I, oh, I. Well, she keeps seeing visions of Prince Cornelius. Hey, baby. So she kind of changes her mind last minute and says, I do not. And everyone's shocked. All the little underground critters are shocked. And so she starts running away, and everyone decides they need to chase her. And then their toad comes in and decides to fight off everybody because he wants to marry Thumbelina. Um, But while they're all fighting, she's running away and she manages to escape through a hole in the ground. And Cornelius appears at that moment, but the princess, or Thumbelina, doesn't see the prince. Yeah, because she had already left by the time he appears. So we don't even see the end of that battle, right? I think they just like fall into the abyss together. Yeah, basically. They just hug it out. Yeah. Well, that's how that went. Yeah. Um, and I think this is where Giacomo finds Thumbelina again. She flies off with him and he takes her to what he claims to be the Vale of the Fairies. And Thumbelina's just like, Thumbelina's just done at this point. She's like, <laughs> screw this world. Just take me home. There's no Vale of the Fairies. I'm not going to see Cornelius again because he's dead. Just take me home. And Giacomo has to convince her to sing one more song. It's just like, no, singing. She's like, I'm done with singing. Like, Everybody <laughs> friggin' wants me to sing in this world. Yeah. I'm tired of it. And he's like, no, sing. I'm the nice bird. <laughs> and yet again, her opinion has changed yeah. immediately. Okay. Uh, so, well, she's like, okay, fine. I'll just do what you tell me to do, whatever. Again. But again. the whole time she does it, she's like, Giacomo, this is stupid. And then he gets her to sing some more. And she sings some more. And. As it's happening, stuff's melting around her. The flowers are blooming. And it 
spring. Suddenly it's spring. Winter lasted a good two days. It's a very rough place to live in this land. Yeah. Yeah. Just the seasons change. It's like, all right, well, it's going to be uh, winter next week. <laughs> you know, in this world, we only see one large person. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Maybe everyone's small, and that's just how it works. <laughs> and she's the only person yeah. that is large. <laughs> Turns out that, yeah, the old lady is just a giant. That's why she's alone. That is why, she's, why she's. Oh, this not is like married? this is like the sad Jack and the Beanstalk yeah. story. <laughs> Find Aww. out that's just the giant lady that lives in a house, all by herself, with giant animals. <laughs> yep. Everyone else is tiny. Oh, incredible! Should we mention the soundtrack is pretty boss? It is good. Yeah. It's a very good it is soundtrack. Good. What is that? I'm a fanalo of Barry Manilow. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> so here's the important part of the song. There's Cornelius. And they live happily ever after and they get married. The end. <laughs> I was pretty convinced that she never returned to her mom. Like the whole movie. I was like, is she not going to go back and tell her that she's okay? Yeah. And they get through the wedding, and I guess I missed something. I was, she never went back at all. <laughs> no. It's so mean. The no, no, right the mom's right. Her. Yeah, the mom is there. They show her yeah. crying, and I missed that part in time. She yeah. cries, and she floods the Valley of the Fairies. <laughs> I was so upset about the mom at the end. I'm like, don't they have any consideration? Just what I imagine that just, like, basically the wedding's happening, and she's crying, and all everybody else hears is just, <laughs> like oh god how about how about the lord of the rings moment when we find out that giacomo could have just flied her home the entire time exactly. at the end of the movie exactly it's like the eagles in lord oh. of the rings when he says fly you fools and then they walk to mordor yeah because <laughs> yeah, there she he flies her to the Vale of the fairies and he could he flown her home from yeah. the beginning yeah from the beginning yeah. when she wasn't even that far away from her home at that point and then looked for the veil yeah when she's at home not freezing to death exactly yeah. and her mom's not <laughs> worrying about her Listen, but yeah that's not how fairy tales work yeah, some, no, sometimes no. following your heart means making the bad decision <laughs> pretty much uh, so Thumbelina uh, as with all good Bluth productions did not make money Aww. uh it had a budget of twenty-eight million and made about eleven million in the box office. How was the budget of that film? Well, okay, it was ten years later. Never mind. Yeah. How how was it less than or equal more to more than Explorers? <laughs> but it was ten years after, so it makes yeah. sense. You know, Explorers is a good movie for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eighty percent of the way. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Yeah, from, in production from February 1991 to May 1993 in Ireland, uh, in the Don Bluth Ireland LTD. Uh, and the film was completed with funds from a filmmaker after Don Bluth Entertainment filed for bankruptcy. Oh, whoa! Yeah, I think this That's was sad. the last thing that Don Bluth made. I mean, there was the the, the penguin and the pebble. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess there was one more. The Penguin yeah. and the Pebble. Was but that the last one? I think one? that was the last gasp for them, and that did also did not make money. So, That's a uh, shame. 
Uh, I think this is a little unfair. Uh, critical response from Rotten Tomatoes gives the film a 33% rating. Yeah, it yeah, was j- Just so film. you know, uh, Peanut Butter's solution is higher than Thumbelina. It's like 88, isn't it? It's an 88 on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. Uh, Robert Ebert gave it a two stars out of four, and it won a Razzie for worst original song given to Mary the Mole. (laughs) I mean, of course you're going to pick the worst song of the whole movie versus picking a good song from the movie. I mean, it's kind of like a shot of just like, hey, we've got a ton of songs, and they're just like, here's a song that's sung like this. It's surprising (laughs) the Gilbert Gottfried song didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like... They're, they're just sitting there going like, he can't sing, but this song's annoying. <laughs> I feel like having him sing that song was what led to his more recent exploits of reading dirty, dirty stories. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. read oh Fifty my Shades God. of Grey. It's beautiful, it's an incredible by the way. Thing. But oh. so out of the three movies that we've watched... I feel like this one held up better than the other two. Yeah, I really far. enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah, IMDb has it as a 6.4, so I'm going to go with that. Like, that's that's equivalent. Like, this is still something that I feel is good to to show. Mm. It definitely shows its age in the, hey, we're just going to push this lady around until the plot develops. Yeah. But I it- mean, to be fair, I do think it does follow the actual fairy tale pretty closely. Oh, sure. So, unfortunately, fairy tales, a lot of them are kind of sexist because most of them were written by men mm-hmm. <laughs> or created by men. In There's, a time where women didn't have any rights. Yeah. yeah. I think. I mean, I think the only fairy tale that I can think of that was at least credited to a woman was Beauty and the Beast. All right. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got mm-hmm. the saddest thing to, to, to tell you here. You, we heard that the 33% rating, we have the... Uh, the entire details of the uh, the like two out of five or two out of four from Roger Ebert. <clears throat> the producers generated positive ratings during test screenings by playing the Walt Disney Pictures logo at the beginning, making viewers think they were watching a Disney movie. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> seriously? <No. laughs> Whoa! Which just makes you think that it's just like these critics are on the payroll. <laughs> That's well, kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to hate this unless it's a Disney movie. Uh, well, also, Disney does now own it. So, yeah. So yeah. It's just so telling the future. That's all. That's yeah. really awkward, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it's still, like, animation-wise, it's a really beautiful film. They did a lot of techniques in the movie that I remember seeing in Secrets of Nim, which was their first movie. And it was Obviously not as beautiful as Secrets of Nim, but I saw them use a lot of techniques, like the sparkling lights thing that they did in Secrets of Nim. They brought over to all the way to Thumbelina. They reused that. Well, I think that this movie is way more like visually entertaining than than Secret of Nim. Like Secret of Nim is a great movie that still has some really great pieces, but I think has like a very drab very dour kind of like feel to it well, in its yeah, coloration. Well, yeah, because that, 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 that's just how the story was. It was kind of like a dark story, so mm-hmm. it had like a darker feel. Thumbelina is more like a fairy tale, though, so of course they gave it more brighter colors, more like it looked more glowy at times. 
So I feel like it works for that movie. But if they did the same thing with Secrets of Nim, Secrets of Nim wouldn't have looked as good if they hadn't made it as dark. I just think the darkness in Nim sometimes leads it to be washed out. Like, especially if you look at stills of Nim now, like they it looks very, very washed out. Like, I mean, trying to get pictures for some of the old Don Bluth pictures is like trying to go through like super dark images to find the lightest one that actually shows the characters in a good way. I feel like a lot of Don Bluth's movies use more realistic colors instead of like really, really oversaturated colors. Right. Which Disney just dialed that just like Little Mermaid, get ready. They just want to take it up, right? So the other thing I thought that was really great about this is the animation of the characters was the characters were fully animated. They didn't skip frames. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when they were moving around, it was convincing movement, Mm -hmm. um, which I I really appreciated. I thought it was great. And there was only kind of one moment in the entire film where I was like, oh, that's bad. And that was when um, they had Thumbelina dancing in the background behind all of the Beatles. Oh, she was yeah. like out of focus mm-hmm. and kind of out of place and everything else looked really nice in the scene. But aside from that, the animation is great in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still think the, yeah, I still think the animation's like really good in this one. Yeah. Uh, interesting enough, this is only one of two movies uh of Hans Christian Andersen that was made into a movie. The other one? Cinderella. No. Little Mermaid. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, that's that is right. Yeah, which if that's you think, right, because in Denmark they do have a Little Mermaid statue. And well, if you yeah. think about it, this is the one that probably had to be changed the least to be made into a movie because the Little Mermaid oh. is it's, way different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does not end well. It does not, and there's yeah. no happy ending in the Little Mermaid. No. And how amazing is it that the same voice actress did Ariel and yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. Oh. Barley and poppies are signs of fertility and birth in some beliefs. Thanks, IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, IMDb. <laughs> uh, the, whoa. Okay. Uh, the character Giacomo is named after uh, Gisimo Casanova, who is a well-known oh. for his seductive ways Ooh. and is uh-huh. often called the world's greatest lover. <laughs> <Ooh. Okay. laughs> kind of surprised he didn't make a move on coming <laughs> right? that considered. Right, he's the, he really was the only one that did not. If he had, I wouldn't like him as much. Yeah. And this was originally released with an animatic animaniac an animaniac short called "I'm Mad." Inter- really? Whoa. Yeah. They had a short at the beginning of this. I wish I'd seen that. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to. I have the VHS, but uh, probably in theaters. Oh, okay. Well, sometimes if you buy VHSs and they have shorts in front of them, they sometimes include them with the VHS. But I don't remember seeing one on the VHS. Yeah, basically after Don Bluth went into bankruptcy, uh, this was like pretty much the distribution rights got completely swallowed up by the Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. So they went like, all right, well, let's just take this weird Steven Spielberg thing and put it on top of it. And by the way, they're bringing it back. Animaniacs is coming back. It's so exciting. See how that works out. Anyway, Thumbelina, Sabrina, coming back to watch it. How you feeling? I still like it. I think it's still a really good movie. Like, I'm actually surprised. I was a little worried it wasn't going to hold up as well, but the production value was still up there, so I think it still looked really good. I still like all the music. You know, do I... I mean, like I said, it is actually based off of the fairy tale, 
So I can't really take away too much from how the character was moved through the story because I feel like that's how she moved through the original story. Um, would I have made some changes to it? Obviously I would. I think the mole thing was really weird. The beetle mm. scene was really weird. I feel like that stuff wasn't really necessary. Like uh, The frog is kind of the main antagonist you really need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure those those characters might be in the original but I just felt like towards the end, it kind of ran on a bit long. Um, but other than that, it moved it moved fairly quickly up till a certain point. So if they had taken some stuff out, I think the flow would have been a bit better. But, but then you would need to find stuff to fill it in because it is your general like hour and a half movie. Like otherwise you're sitting at like an hour long movie and it's like, why even go to the theater then? Right. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm just saying the pacing could have been a bit better. Maybe a second date with the prince. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Maybe spend a little more time. Maybe just one more date before you decide you want to marry each other. Maybe make the season seem just a teeny bit longer than like a day. Yeah. Yeah. The Aladdin sequence. You know, on the Busby. That's all that yeah. mattered. Yeah. That's all wait, they needed. Wait, let's give let's give Thumbelina a small monkey friend yeah. to follow her mm. on the on, all right. And then she could be a street rat. Yeah. Sorted. Yeah. And all then right. she she has to get a lamp out of out of the cave for Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what would she wish for? Another man. Wishes. Another man? To be full size. To be full size. <laughs> and then another oh, no. man again. <laughs> well, all right, that's three wishes. Okay. Oh, my goodness. She, she would she would wish for wings because she just let me be your wings. Oh, she got wings in yeah. the end. She did. Okay. Yeah, she did. Right. got wings. Right. When she married the prince, she magically got wings. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's talk about that. She got <laughs> wings before she married the prince. Yeah. So... All of a sudden, when it was spring, she had wings. I didn't even see the transition into her having wings. It was just all of a sudden they panned out back. She was like, I've got wings. And I was like, what? How does, (laughs) wait, what? How does this happen? I think she just assimilates the powers of people around her. (laughs) Oh, she's like the, she's like the rogue of this universe. Oh, I think fairies have. That would explain the costume changes. In this universe, I feel like supposedly fairies have the power to give you wings is what it is. It's like the Red Bull uh, of this world. Uh, I think so. Hold on. There were a lot of costume changes in this movie, too. She has like 20 different outfits. It's important to have a nice outfit for every occasion. I'm surprised she didn't have a comfy winter outfit that she yeah. turned into. Like she's yeah. just she's walking out with boots, some long pants, like maybe yeah. a nice like puffy jacket. Like and the, when she's about she's to marry just hold, them all. She, she's holding the chai tea yeah. or just chai. <laughs> she just I'm <laughs> just imagining just this hipster Thumbelina just like oh. sitting there on her MacBook, just like composing the uh, you know her song. <laughs> Oh, it's like after she kisses uh, Cornelius, oh. he lifts her up, and she for and she gets wings. <laughs> All right. Wait. Does okay. this? Wait. Hold on. Does this mean that Thumbelina is now a Disney princess? Yes. Yeah. Technically. technically she is. Yeah. Technically. Technically is. now a Disney princess. Yeah. That also means she's part of the Star Wars and Marvel universe. <laughs> yes, she is. So since she has the ability to take other people's powers by oh. kissing them. We might yeah. we might be seeing her in the next Avengers movie. 
do you think that um it's be a very good uh like yeah. works with uh with ant-man yeah like yeah. that makes sense <gasps> i love it uh, that that's just so you know thumbelina 2 avengers in game three <laughs> the end gaming <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is a great <laughs> hold on i'm just imagining thumbelina with the infinity gauntlet and that's hilarious yes, yes. <laughs> I need more men, snap. Someone made a great gift. She's just got her whole arm inside of the glove. like It's not working. I can't. I can't do this. Someone made a great gift from the movie where she's on the lily pad flailing around and she falls on her butt and it says, doesn't anybody care what I think? Oh. 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 No. They don't. That's beautiful. And it's like, no, no one cares what you think, girl. When I was looking up characters on this, I found, um, we found a Charo action figure from this movie. Yeah, that looks, it looks great. (laughs) So this movie did well enough to have action figures in toy stores. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think they were trying definitely to like, hey, don't worry, Giacomo, he's friggin' awesome. You should get him. I'm sure, I'm sure that they had like. I feel like this wasn't McDonald's toys, but this is Burger King toys. <laughs> Maybe you can get it on collectors.com for six fifty. Ooh. Six fifty? <laughs> yeah. What a steal. Okay. Or you can send it directly to me, collectors.com. Oh my god, they did have character like Barb I don't I don't think it's Barbie, but they have figures. The Barbies. Yeah. It's called Don Blue Furry Princess what? Prince. Wait. Yeah. Furry Ch- Princess? Yeah. Fairy. Fairy, Fairy. okay. Oh, oh my god, princess. it's three hundred and ninety four dollars on Whoa. eBay. Whoa. Furry princess is a different <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's a very different thing. I was thing. like, what are we learning about Don Bluth right now? <laughs> The secret oh. hero was the frog mom. I'm sad because nice. if they did make a Giacomo toy, I would love Giacomo. <laughs> Imagine just commissioning a giant yeah. Giacomo plush. Like, that's the best. You could do it. You could do it. All right. Um, I think we did it. Guys, what do we think? Uh, Sabrina still likes Thumbelina. I thought it was, you know, as I said, I thought it held up really well. Um, I saw it when I was a kid. I didn't really remember much about the movie. Uh, going into it this time. Um, but uh, of the last two movies, I think this one held up better for sure. Comparative to yeah. the one that I picked and the one that Christine picked. Yeah. The 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 semi-insane and the completely insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I liked Thumbelina. I thought it was really good. I hadn't seen it until we watched it this week. Um, but I'm sure as, you know, six or seven year old me would have been completely in love with the movie and all the music in it. So it's, it has some nostalgia, even though I haven't ever seen it. So yeah. It was good. The, the shame of Don Bluth movies to be good, but never great. Yeah, I like, loved all the never successful. Yeah. <gasps> That's a little plastic Giacomo. <laughs> yeah. They did have toys, I guess. <laughs> That's amazing. We need to find it for cheap and put it on our shelf. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Well, that takes care of us for the Saturday Friends Club this week. You can find us over at satfriendsclub.com, uh, satfriendsclub on Twitter, and on Patreon, patreon.com slash satfriendsclub, where you can get the episodes early. Of course, if you were listening to this right now, of course, on the radio, you're listening to this, but you can listen to it again. Or if you missed part of what we were talking about, about the movie Thumbelina, uh, you could go ahead and listen to it again or any of our other episodes. We've have over a hundred episodes. Uh, but you could go to the Patreon and just, you know, help us out. Donate a little cash. We appreciate it. 
Uh, let me go ahead and thank to our friends who have joined us this week. Thank you very much, Christina. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> it has been three hours and I am very hot. Thank you for having us. It's yeah. been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Get to, get to spend time on a Sunday just wasting time in a radio station. Yeah. That's kind of fun. I feel like yeah. I'm going to have to step up our game uh, on picking a really bad, good movie. <laughs> If we get to come back, the well, challenge has been. Set. I'm already laying down Titanic, the animated movie. If, if this is the fight we're gonna lay, oh, oh I'm gonna find no. something. Mm. Something. Sabrina's just oh. gonna elect to not be on that episode. With Titanic, oh, the the cartoon, no, yeah, because yeah, I've seen the trailer. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. All right. Uh, either that or another Sonic thing. The next Sonic thing's bad. So what about uh, the Noah's Ark animated movie? Oh, I haven't ooh, seen that one, but I bet it's bad. It's I so have bad. a feeling there's several of those. I've Noah's seen, Ark 2. I've seen one that was really the, bad. The I'm going to find it. Goodness. The Arkening. Return of the Ark. Wait. Uh, Return of the Ark. Uh, the Ark's Revenge. Uh, <laughs> in a world. <laughs> Get in this boat. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to live, come with me. Noah. Noah's back and he's pissed. <laughs> oh, why have we gone down this road? All right. If you enjoy what we have done, you can find us uh, over there at the Saturday Friends Club. We will be back next time for more Saturday Friends fun. Till then, sleep well, everyone. I got to find the right outro button to hit this. All right. Take care, everyone.